Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't really work. I think like when you get older, like staying up late is just always a bad idea. Your mental alarm clock, or not even your mental alarm, just your mental clock, just says, nope, don't care what that shit says, you're going to sleep now. And you, you try to, but it just doesn't fucking happen. You're at that point where you're like wide awake, but you're you're kind of tired, but you're still sort of awake. Like that thing, or the splainest thing, I got a faint itch. That faint itch is going to keep me up all night, you know what I mean? That kind of shit, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Most don't... extra sensitive to everything, I don't know. I technically don't sleep very good, like, anymore anyway, so, like, I have to get at least, like, eight is my bare minimum amount of hours I need to get to sleep. Anything below that, it just makes the day just sludges along. But this is a good I, way to open right here. If I get nine to ten hours of sleep, then I'm doing really good. But that's hard to get, because there's always going to be some fucking dog barking, or some goddamn noise, or some fucking, you know, mouse party going on in the house. You never know. Like the inside of your wall is a Disney movie? It literally is sometimes. Sometimes just the mice get in the middle of the night. They're just like, yeah, it's fucking party time. We're having a good time. We got nuts in our hand. We got nuts in our mouth. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. They're like, hey, we're having a fucking party here. You fuck you, man. We're fucking here before you. It's like, you're only like two fucking years old. Yeah, whatever. It's like the deleted scene out of Ratatouille. It is. It's like fucking Ratatouille, fucking and the mountains of Yosemite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the straight. It's like clearly like not the first straight to DVD movie, but like, like the, the fourth or, or fourth fifth one. one. Like here's Remy's cousin. Where they had, start, like, where they start scenes. minusing out like even like the number in there. Like we know we've gone so far. Like I saw that there was like another Home Alone one out there, and they just like you know it's not Home Alone six. It's like. Home Alone Resurgence. Yeah, literally. Like, if we take the number out of there, you don't know which one it is. You know it's clearly not the original ones, but... <laughs> home Alone Revenge. Revenge just have of the very serious. Just a very serious name. <laughs> no, I don't know, but... Yeah, just one of those ones where... Fuck. No, I don't know. I just feel kind of tired. Sort of at the end of that week kind of period where it's just like... Okay... Burnt out. You know what bothers me, though, is the fact that, okay, I pre-ordered fucking Uncharted. And you know what Amazon does? For some reason, they they don't fucking send it to me. They decided to go, oh, well, you pre-ordered Doom. We'll just package that together with Doom and have that. We'll just ship them out at the same time. Though they're fucking almost five days. Well, I guess they're not that much. They're like three days apart from as far as shipping-wise. But that makes it so it's like, this is just going to come in way later. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really complaining because I'm saving like 20 bucks on each one of those games by buying off of Amazon. But still, it's like one of those ones. Like, there was a weekend coming up. And you're gonna package it with the other one, <laughs> and that's I'm guessing because I'm not gonna lie. I uh, this kind of this episode snuck up on me. I was like, oh shit, we got to record something. And we then, technically didn't have to. We, it's like this is more like a bonus episode, really, because we already did one like just a couple okay. days ago. I guess you're right. I guess it doesn't feel right unless we don't record at least once a week. I don't know. So twice but, a week is what we're twice. doing this week. Yeah, yeah. But 
we just we landed on our just giving folks a heads up. We landed on what our next retrospect is going to be, and it's going to be Young Guns one and two. We're probably going to mostly talk about Young Guns two because that's our favorite. But, but you, but you don't see. really get the Young Guns two without Young Guns one. Actually, it's you really that's... don't get there. And <laughs> I'll say, without giving too much away if if you haven't seen either of them. Because Young Guns 1 kind of creates a little bit of a sense of security once you're done with it. Then you get to Young Guns 2. You're like, oh, fuck, you know, as it goes on. So well, Here's yeah. the thing, because Young Guns 1 sort of like the big movie that, I mean, nowadays it's kind of a little bit more of like an 80s classic. But, like, it used to be like everybody saw Young Guns 1. But Young Guns 2 is just a fucking hidden gem. And I just thought, like, we are thinking about it. We're like, well, let's do, we want to really do Young Guns 2. But, like, let's just do both of them together because no matter what, I wouldn't mind going back and watching the first one again anyways because it's been a while. It was pretty much after I saw about Young Guns two. I almost never really went back and watched Young Guns ones nearly as much because two so fucking good. Yeah. So that was the our one. Next... It was. It was. I right, cut you off there. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that that'll be our next podcast as we do fucking Young Guns one and two. Retrospect. And I'll say that. And I'll say this, then we'll move on to like the next thing. But it's it was also it was just one of those movies that was always on kind of like the cheap like you know five dollar rack or whatever. So you'd be like, yeah, I'll get to it. And then when you finally watch, you're like, oh fuck, that was a. Probably that's five bucks I spent in a while. So. Well, because you, you just look at the casing, at least the ones I think that we have the same ones. It's the one Young Brothers Guns 1 casing. has like the fancy DVD, you know, it's got the slip over the top. I mean, I know this is kind of common now, but when that came out, there wasn't like that many movies that had the case, the cardboard over the top of it, and you open it up in a super special edition. It's got all this stuff going on with it. It seems really fancy. And then you get the Young Guns 2, and they just got the cheapo, like, Warner Brothers, like, clip fold out cardboard one. Like, yeah, there's a trailer on there if you, you want. TV trailer, not a fucking theatrical one. No, I don't know. Yet, a theatrical one, but. And Young Guns 1 has, like, it has, like, texture to it, to the case. Oh, yeah, that's there's right. Like, you can, like, like feel fake it. bullet holes in it when you open it up, you know? So you can, like, feel Charlie Sheen's face on there. Like, oh, yeah. So a blind person knows what they're watching. They're like, oh, yeah, there we go. There's, <laughs> oh, there's those Charlie young Sheen. buns I remember. There's- there's Kiefer Sutherland, okay, you know. Remember my Aunt Lorraine who used to always call that movie Young Buns? Young Buns? I mean, now it's more like Old Buns, but <laughs> there was a third one, that's what it would be. And like, there'd only be, you know, a few of them alive. Well, I'm trying to think how you would do, like, I don't know, maybe you could do a thing like, that wasn't the real story, this would be the real story, you know, they actually, you know, and then like turns out, well, I guess I... Uh... It's an old ass movie, so I guess I ain't spoiling shit. But it's one of those things where I guess sort of old. Go- I guess that's not that. I don't know. I mean, it's like I don't consider '90s being that old for the second one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I know 90s- some people do it. Like a lot of people nowadays, like that would probably be considered like really old. But for me, old like enough to have seen old it by movies now. to me, I always feel is '70s and back. Even though I always think that's kind of weird, though. There's always people out there. They go, "Well, the movie's fucking 50 years old. Everybody should have seen it by now." But the more you know, I always look at it this way. It's like no matter what. There's certain movies that you're just never going to see till a certain point, you know? Like, yeah, I, I don't, it's like one of those ones, like, some people go like, oh, everybody's seen fucking Citizen Kane. Really? Ask people on the street, has everybody seen Citizen Kane? Probably, more, like, very few people have seen Citizen Kane than compared to people that have seen it. Surprising people, when you actually have seen Citizen Kane, I mean, maybe just because, and I don't want to sound, like, snobby, like, they don't get it or nothing, but a lot of people are like, yeah, I don't know, it's too old for me, or it's black and white. You get a lot of that, so I think that's, I'm not saying... I think it's one of those movies that, like, I think it'll always hold its place, but I don't think it's going to... It'll always be on a list somewhere, but I don't think it's going to be as well-respected, mm, like, as years goes on, just by general by general film-going audience, you know? 
Well, I will say this. Citizen Kane, it's kind of one of those movies, like, this day and age, you just really got to be into film to like that one. I, you just can't just show anybody that movie and say, hey, look at this fucking classic. It's so fucking awesome, isn't it? Because the average Joe's going to be like, I don't know. If it had Adam Sandler in it, maybe it'd be better. And you're like, <laughs> no one said if it had Adam Sandler, it'd be better since, like, 99. <laughs> that doesn't mean there's people out there don't say it still. I'm sure they exist, but, I mean... Adam Sandler in the Citizen Kane reboot. (laughs) Like, Martha, we got too many puzzles to do, or whatever. (laughs) Okay, would you see a Citizen Kane reboot with Adam Sandler in it, but it's fucking like Billy Madison, Adam Sandler, but he's old. Billy Madison, like, just picture Billy Madison at fucking age 50, but he's in Citizen Kane. You know what? I'd feel bad about it, but I'd see it, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would, like, I think, because that, that's a ballsy movie right there. You take a fucking classic, and then you kind of, like, make it kind of retarded. <laughs> or, you, or you just have him, like, there's the part where his writer friend's like, you're losing it, you're losing, you know, when he's, like, when, like, it's, like, I think it's, like, the midpoint of the movie. The guy who's essentially uh, based off the actual writer of the movie, uh, when he says, like, you're losing it, Kane, you're kicking me out of the paper. You're take. You're kicking me out. You know, just this very intense scene. And he says, he's like, just have Adam Sandler just doing some kind of like, you know, just like you losing. You going crazy now? <laughs> yeah, just doing like, because I don't know. There's, I think there's like two modes of Adam Sandler. There's, or oh, there actually there's basically by this point I think there's three modes. There is like little Nikki, like- Billy Madison when he's drunk. Then there's Happy Angry. Gilmore, I'm going to smash some shit. And then there's like condescending Adam Sandler, who's just kind of rolling his eyes at whatever everybody else says. Yeah. Well, then there's kind of like 1970s boy Adam Sandler. I guess that's, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of, there's actually a lot of depth to Adam Sandler. I just think that it's, it's just, he needs just one of those classic style movies again. I don't even know if it's possible, but I, I know we said this before, like, I'm waiting for that day. I want to. I'm always want to give him hope. You know, I don't want to be one of those people that's going to kick him in the fucking like dirt. I'm not one of those people because a lot of people take. Um, I notice a lot of filmgoers sometimes take offense that when like a uh, particular actor starts doing something when he's like, oh, "This person's so much." Like you hear that from like film critics or even other or even just moviegoers sometimes. Like Kevin Smith is so much smart. I wish his his scripts would reflect that. You hear that kind of shit every once in a while. And um, I feel like some people have that same thing towards certain actors. Like I heard some people like attacking, like, I mean, I don't really give a shit about the Wayne's brothers movies that much anymore. But I heard some people complain about Marlon Wayne's like, he is such a good actor yet. He still makes all these stupid movies that are just parodies. Like, yeah, I'm not going to see his movies, but he can do whatever he wants, you know? Well, because so, here's the uh, thing, the, the parody, parody movies for him, that's probably the greatest time. It's like, you're having a blast, you make laughs, you know, who cares if the movies actually aren't that good? Because I think the experience of making them is probably amazing. That's probably, probably just, the thing with them. It's just probably fun to make them. Now, I'm not going to see those movies. Yeah, but... no, I'm not going to see them either, but I bet you anything that those movie sets are probably more fun than probably any other movie being shot. Strangely enough. Strangely enough, the movies don't always turn out. It's like the exact opposite there. Probably one of the best movies you see in the year is probably not nearly as fun of a movie set. <laughs> I, could pro- I could believe that, but I will say, though, going back to Sandler for a second, I bet it's like one reason – I kind of noticed that like – Nah, he's probably happy doing what he's doing is once he turned down Inglorious Bastards for grown-ups. Yeah, well, yeah. And you turned down maybe a- it's that thing. I, I mean, 
Because I will say, that everything he does nowadays, it's all his movie production stuff. It doesn't seem like he's doing anybody else's movies. So I guess there is something there mm-hmm. that he's just going, he's doing exactly what he feels. So you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, yeah. Like, I'm probably not going to see very many of the movies he puts out now. But, I mean, that, that's not to be me, that's not me trying to be shitty. It just doesn't jump out at me. Maybe if he see, maybe one that really stands out I might check out. But, uh, like, what was it? There was, uh <sighs> I think he did, he tried to do kind of like the meaningful like commentary on his career with uh, when he did that uh, Judd Apatow movie, uh, Funny People. Oh, the ones like the three hour comedy. Yeah, it's like two and a half hours or three hours long, which it was. Which I'll say it was a it was it was a good dramedy, but it's like you, this really needed a fucking editor. It could have been like at least twenty minutes shorter. So um, even like a two-hour comedy is pushing it, which a two-hour comedy can still be done, but that one was just way too long, even though it was, you know, it was enjoyable. And it was kind of like, it was both him and um, Seth, Rogen. Uh, Seth Rogen doing something different because Seth Rogen wasn't being the funny guy was everything to say. He was kind of like the pushover and he was trying to be like the guy. He was basically the guy with the conscience, right? Adam Sandler is almost kind of like the jaded, like comedian actor who's just kind of fed up with everything. And it's, you know... So it's um you know it was interesting but it wasn't like amazing or anything so yeah well just in case if you're jumping in on this podcast for the first time this is the old man orange podcast I'm Spencer yeah. Scott Holmes I'm Ryan Dunnigan yeah we were a little late on that introduction we were at yeah I just thought just in case somebody you know if this was someone's first podcast I'd be like the fuck am I listening to I don't even know what's going on I thought I was gonna listen to two crusty old men it's like well, we are two fucking crusty old men that happen to be in young bodies. I did uh, kind of open up with a, I'm so tired, it's 7 o'clock in the evening, you know? Well, that's, yeah, when you, when you get old, you get to that point where it's like, oh, past 9 o'clock, <laughs> god damn, can't do that, it's dangerous outside, it's dark and scary, and I might fall asleep and not know where I am when I wake up. <laughs> my foot might fall asleep, I'll step on it and break my ankle. Yeah, and the next thing you know, I'll be laying there on the side of the pavement, and they'll be like, ah, oh, there's a hobo underground trying to grab me for my money. But I'll just be <laughs> trying to ask for help. And okay, now, my of... medical alert necklace won't be working. That, to me, is always one of the funniest commercials. Where it's, I mean, I feel bad because, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, make light of it because I know it's unfortunately a way a lot of old people go. And my uh, one of my grandmother's basically died from falling down but the commercial mm-hmm. for the metal art thing where it's just an old man like i'm not gonna hurt him you know like gripping like, in, like reaching for the medical <laughs> he falls down and the medical bracelet falls about two feet away he's like i can't reach it yeah there's that one yeah they show like just a montage of old people just kind of like reaching for like the medical bracelet or for the phone and like they're they do the whole thing like they're out of focus but the thing but the thing they're reaching for is in the forefront yeah. <laughs> like, oh fuck i'm having a heart attack i fucking know it and you can tell like where's my who, medical bracelet you can tell like whoever like did the editing at the time it was like all right this is my first job or it was like even possibly a pro bono thing. Well, you're helping out a company that's doing out a lot, son. Well, okay, you know. Oh yeah, I sure like old people. They're always good for a laugh. <laughs> yeah, you know, so... an editor's first job. <laughs> I'm so glad to be an editor. Look at me. <laughs> Showing some older people like falling over, just like. Whoop, 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 
like a slip sound, like whoop. <laughs> Just the most insensitive commercial. Has this ever happened to your grandparents? Oh no! Oh banana! <laughs> doing the thing where like their feet are sliding out, <laughs> flapping in the air. Oh! I told my grandkids the nurse was trying to kill me. It's the Mexican one. I know it. Oh, Grandpa, it, you're doing your playing the Mario Kart in the house again. Some old people in walkers just going by, dropping banana peels, throwing turtle shells at each other. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, and like I'd go to like my grandpa's house and whatnot, and I'd like bring like a Super Nintendo or a Sega Genesis or something like that. The funny thing was, my grandpa would always walk by when he was watching me play it, which probably to him was just like, "What the fuck?" But he'd always be like, "Cheating." Like every single time, he just assumed that I must be cheating while playing it. It just always made me kind of laugh. Just small. What your like generation, that. what your generation does. You, they cheat at video games. I've seen it before. <laughs> I've gone down to the local grocery and books, tips and tricks. <laughs> I My saw day, it. we finished it like a man. <laughs> My day was called World War Two. <laughs> we didn't have no tricks and tricks for that. What oh that was a lever dropped a fucking bam. Yeah, we didn't need no Medal of Honor and a Game Shark. <laughs> Your game genie. We didn't we didn't wish for things. We made them happen. Yeah, the genie. That's that's one step closer to a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't hanging out in terrorist boy. Are you? That's just that. I like, know you like that Aladdin movie. I don't want to send you the wrong message. Yeah. I don't know. That blue genie can't trust him. All I see is a man with a turban. He doesn't have a turban on in that. That's all I see is a man with a turban. He does actually have a turban. I saw it at one of those points when he changes into one of the other characters. And when he starts singing a song. Just like, oh, terrorists. You have a friend like me. I don't want a friend like you. <laughs> My best friend was Billy. And Billy got his head blown off on the south side of G-Pan. <laughs> but that was a good night, actually, now that I think about it. We had a few beers in Billy's memory. It was all good. We did. Went down to one of them Asian bars. You know, parked the ship there. Kicked it for a bit. Fuck, that's what the Navy's all about. In World War II, it's a completely different story. As long as you weren't at Pearl Harbor. I don't know my grandpa's talking like fucking drunk Batman, but everything's better with drunk Batman. Just goes that direction. Just does. He's like, you can just pull in anywhere, you know. I mean, once again, as long as you weren't in Pearl Harbor, the Navy was the place to be. <laughs> it just, you know. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? I mean, it's like being on a cruise with your best friend. And you occasionally fire a rocket into some place you're never going to actually go to. Yeah, and you go, fuck that country. Oh, boy. This is the first <laughs> episode people come into. Oh, my they're God. Like, oh, Jesus they're making fun, of their, <laughs> making fun of old people dying. Now they're making fun of World War II. Oh yeah, that's God. okay. They should have went five, about five episodes back, and we were sort of like, we weren't like defending Nazis, but we were talking about like, you know, there's some guys out there who, you know, they just took it as a job, you know? I mean, like, he's just a good guy. He's, he's working stare. at a toll booth. Just because he's got a swastika <laughs> doesn't mean you're a bad guy. <laughs> the where eagles dare like the episode we're just talking about like the movie it's all about like let's kill us some nazis we're gonna get us some nazis with a british dude and a couple of other british fellas i do think it is kind of funny though for that movie they did kind of say even though it's all mostly british they just you know like there it was almost like that very like almost 60 stereotypical british like mm, yes we're very proper 
to do all the killing, we'll get the American. That's what I'm here for. It's what I'm good at. Yeah. Well, it's also, I think it's mostly a British film, too, or it's like half half, but still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is that one. We got American here. America's here to kick ass because I'm Clint Eastwood. I just like that idea of just Clint Eastwood's like, there's too much talking. I think it's best if I just do the killing. <laughs> you know, speaking of 60s stuff, um, I saw there was a sale on Comixology of uh, Darwin Cook. He, d- he did these series. And I, I felt bad for never picking them up before, but they were on sale, so it's like you can't resist a sale. But one of my favorite characters of a book that I've never read, but I really fucking like the movies, well, most of them at least, is uh, the Parker character, especially the Mel Gibson's payback one, and then there's also the Lee Marvin one too. Then there's the Parker with Jason Statham that was a real big letdown. And I remember because like, that was one of those moments where we had a choice of movies to watch, and there was like three of us. And I sold us so heavily. Like, I could have been fucking, like, I didn't know what I was getting into, but I could have been, like, out there selling this. Like, Parker, Parker, see here? You gotta see him. He's got action in him. He's killing people. He's not really a good guy, but that's why you like the guy. And then we get in You're there. You're standing on a soapbox with, Yeah, like, literally, uh, I could have been out there, like, I could have sold that whole ticket out because of how much I fucking love Payback with Mel Gibson. To find out that that Parker movie, though it has Jason Statham in it, Though it's based on Richard Stark's really sweet stories of characters that, once again, I never read, but I really like them. <laughs> and then you get that movie, and it's like, oh, well, all the cool action scenes were kind of in the trailer. And other than that, though, that that, that was kind of a lackluster movie. Boy, that wasn't up to par with Point Break, or not Point Break, but Point Blank and uh, Payback. But, man. But Darwin Cook, he took a bunch of the books. Like, he did The Hunter, which is what? Point, uh, point Blank. And the paybacks based off of and did one of those there. And then he did three other of the novels in graphic novel form. So you don't got to really, you, you read, but you don't really read, you know what I mean? Like that easy way to get uh, into the story. More pictures than words. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's literally like, you know, this cool book that has a really cool character in it that you always kind of wanted to read. Well, you don't have to read it anymore. Well, you sort of read it, but you get pictures. So he did this really cool art style. Game. Yeah. Where he I wrote almost... and, and did it. And then, um, you know, yeah, there's like four of his books turned into it. And so far, I just kind of got about halfway through The Hunter, which is the one I already kind of knew. But it's kind of cool because I think it's based straight more off the book. So you're getting it almost exactly as how it goes and shit's kind of different in it. It's, it's, I mean, it starts off similar where you just see all these like acts of how horrible this guy Parker really is. Even though he's your hero, he's really just a very, very bad guy. And that, But that's, I think, what makes that movie so interesting is that you're there and you really like this guy, though he's really kind of a shitty person. And in this book, he's almost, he's almost like in the director's cut of Payback, which is one of these movies I think that we got to do one of these days on our retrospects. But there's a part where like in the director's cut where he beats the fucking shit out of his wife. And it's like a very brutal beating and whatnot. In this comic book, they have a scene of like where he goes to his like wife or whatever. And he's asking, he's like, what the fuck are you doing here getting this fucking money? And this one takes place in the 60s, which makes it kind of cool or yeah, 60s. I think. Now, is this book, I just, I just to clarify, this comic, this comic come out in the 60s, or is it just based on one of his books? That no, it's based, 60s? Richard Stark, I think, wrote all the Parker books, probably from like the 50s to like the 70s, give or take. Um, uh-huh. But this, Darwin Cook, he's the guy, he worked on uh, Batman animated series, Superman animated series. Uh, the Probably the biggest thing he's known for, for as far as like, kind of like him doing it mostly himself, is Justice League New Frontier. Oh, okay. So he's the guy who wrote the book and drew the book and then pretty much was like the animation director or whatever on the DC animated film. And he did a bunch of other stuff too. So he's got kind of, he's pretty much got like a Bruce Timm-like style of art when he draws, like that kind of 50s-ish 
kind of style. So that's what, how the Parker's drawn. And the Parker's kind of neat because it's just done like almost a black and white with just shading colors in like blue, if that makes sense. So it gives it sort of that, like the noir feel that almost um, the theatrical version of Payback has. Gotcha. But um, the part where he goes to his wife, he's talking to his wife, and she's just going this thing like, you know, I fucking tried killing myself. I take these pills every night. I take them, but I don't take a fucking enough of them. And stuff. He's like, well, it's like, well, what the fuck? Come on, you could just do it. And she's like, you know, I'm a fucking coward. I can't fucking kill myself. It's like, oh, this is like, I don't know. I thought beating his wife was bad. Now this one's here. <laughs> she ends up fucking killing herself after they have this big fucking argument. So he takes her body outside and he's just walking down the street. And some taxi cab driver pulls up and he's all, yo, you guys need a lift? He's like, dad, don't worry. We live a block down the street. She just fucking can't handle her vodka. And next thing you know, he's chucking her dead body into like the. Central Park in New York, and then he cuts off her face so that they can't recognize her and leaves her there for three days until Jesus the top spider's like, he's like, holy crap. But other than that, it's like, these, well, it's, it's just great. It's just, I don't know, I just, I've always really dug that character. Mainly it comes from the Payback movie. I know that that's, I'm one of those people, I'm almost like going, you know what? I fucking love Batman so much. That Dark Knight Returns book's awesome. Well, have you really read anything else? No, no, not really. That, I mean, like, I saw this, other kind of Batman one, you know, I don't know how to describe it. It was kind of like a, one of those side comics of, like, Batman Forever. I mean, like, it was good, but not, it wasn't up to that par, you know? <laughs> like, Jeez. that's sort of how I feel of this. It's like, I feel like maybe I haven't, like, read enough into it to really dig this character as much as I can. But, I mean, I feel like, hey, I watch Payback, Parker, uh... Point blank, read the comics. I, I feel like I've got, I've got more than like the average Joe as far as Richard Stark stuff goes. I think you probably know when you say, "Oh, Parker, who Parker?" I think you're one of the only people from our generation that probably knows what character right off the bat, you know? Well, yeah, because that's it, not a bad thing. Well, you, cause technically, th- these would be like those kind of books that like your grandpa would have read. <laughs> not a bad thing, but uh, I, I, I actually. Yeah, yeah, though I never knew that it got that fucking dark. Now I feel a little up there seeing the uh, Parker movie and hearing that scene, I feel a little cheated. Yeah, well, because, yeah, you watch Parker and it's just that one was just not at all up to. Like, that's one of those ones, like, I, I, not even a second viewing would that movie be. Movie. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I think it's like you, it should be so badass. It's like it's got everything going for it, but for some reason it's not. But I don't know. I still hope that some one of these days they're able to take more of those books and turn them into stuff and go from there. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about that movie. It didn't really have – there was like, oh, there's this and there's that. There's your two R-rated moments. They say fuck a couple of times. Oh, and there's a pair of tits at the very beginning of the movie. And it was, it was just – I don't know. They didn't really utilize that R like I think it could have. And sometimes the movie doesn't need to have like – I know it's trying to be a little bit more realistic. So maybe they won't have a gratuitous amount of violence or too much swearing, you know, over-the-top swearing. But just for, for hearing what the character is and hearing about the payback movie and hearing that scene right there, I'm just like, shit, they didn't live up to it at all. No, yeah. And as I said, we, we got to do one of these days in our retrospects. We got to do payback and payback to the director's cut because that's one of those sweet movies where literally the director's cut, it's almost like watching a completely different movie in a sense because the whole third act is completely different footage. Which changes. Uh, and, and then there's a bunch of other scenes added and then some scenes taken out. And I'll tell you this I like both versions about equally. Like that's and mm-hmm. that's kind of how cool they are. It's not like one tops the other. Each one has a different feel. Like the theatrical version kind of has like a slightly over the top noir feel to it, while the 
director's cut has more of like a 70s gritty dirty hairy kind of feel to it both cool things um speaking of kind of uh sort of extended cuts or deleted cuts uh did you uh get it there's they they have a just there's no like director's cut for it yet but they have just extended scenes did you uh get daredevil i mean uh deadpool on blu-ray i did but i haven't got i haven't had time to watch the special features yet i haven't finished the movie actually technically i got like 15 minutes left in it I wouldn't say it's bare bones, but it's kind of standard special feature stuff, you know. Um, well, nowadays I like noticed the, that like it's it's kind of rare to get that movie that has a copious amount of special features. There used to be a time period where everything you got was good, and Marvel was like some of the best stuff. I mean, you look at the Spider Man, or you look at Daredevil, or fuck, even that Electra one blew me away. It's like you can get movies like that, or the Fantastic Four ones, like movies like, and even the Hulk one. I remember I think had a bunch of special features on it. Like it didn't matter what movie it was, it's like you just got a copious amount of special features guaranteed this one it's 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 more than okay uh the trailer and a 15 behind the scenes of but there's uh you know they <laughs> they got they got enough to check out and i <laughs> i was actually checking out the um some deleted scenes and there's actually a scene in there that <laughs> i wish they had it in there i guess maybe they thought it was too because there was no real played for last scene uh or no played for laughs in this moment not so much at least there was uh basically the part when he's going around of spoilers, if you haven't seen Deadpool, he gets cancer. But no, if there's a part where he went, when I guess they, they go to Mexico to, to mm-hmm. treat his cancer and he's sitting across from this old couple, uh, he and uh, his girlfriend, Vanessa, and they're just talking to this old couple. They seem nice. They go in and you see it's this really shady ass place. You see this lady kind of like snapping at this kid like, no, that's not enough. That's not enough. And Deadpool goes up, throws a few more bucks down. Oh, there you go. You know, and then he kind of goes into the doctor's room and the guy is uh, operating on him. He says, okay, senor, I got out your tumor. You see, he actually just kind of reached into like a bucket of like dead chicken or something like that. It made it look like he was pulling out like a tumor from his stomach or something. And he drops it to the side. Oh, wow. Then, huh. then Deadpool kind of walks out and just like, says, okay, you're all cleaned up, man. Go. And like Deadpool standing there like, hey, man, what's up? Like, what'd you see? Like, oh, I saw enough, you know. And the guy tries to get by. Then he basically gets into a struggle with the guy. The fucking knocks the bucket over. He gets all bloody. And it's not even played for laughs. It's like a very serious scene. He chases him down the hallway. He's covered in blood. He's wrestling with the guy. He's just so mad because he talked to this old guy a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And then he just, like, gets him in the nut- neck with a scalpel. And oh, then, wow. he, then, like, that's where everybody in the that's where everybody in the office or in the uh, waiting room sees him. Then he just kind of runs off into like the streets of Mexico, and that's where he disappears and leaves Vanessa. Huh. Boy, yeah. Because I will say the one thing kind of bothered me when that Blu-ray came out is because they sort of tease. I don't know if it may, maybe it was just some random ass person, but I saw it enough that I thought that it was supposed to have like you know a slightly extended cut of it. So hopefully they don't do the thing where they kind of did because in a sense they do have the last X Men movie which uh, huh. I was going to say Watchmen, but the Rogue Cut also. Yeah, but the Watchmen one, I think, all kind of came out at the same time. But yeah, the Rogue Cut, they released that like six months later, so which kind of worked in my favor because I didn't buy it when it first came out. So I was like, oh, the Rogue Cut? Well, I'll buy that there. Perfect. And to me, it's like one of those ones, like, I, they kind of have, like, they cut some stuff out. I can't remember what. They cut some scenes out of the theatrical version to add Rogue in, which is always kind of like, that's always kind of the downfall. It's like, it's cool to have, like, the extended cut, but it kind of sucks when you cut some things out too because then it feels like, well, I mean, you can watch both of them, but does it make a superior version? Does it still have both of them, or is it separate? I think it does have both of them on there. I, I only watched the Rogue Cut 
you know, I didn't see the other one since the theater, but it's still kind of cool, though. I mean, like, I'd probably say the Rogue Cut one's probably slightly better, but I want to say they cut some characters' parts down a bit to have Rogue in there. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I still want to see um, Apocalypse, but I'm not really dying to see it. I don't know what it is about the X-Men movies. It's kind of weird because I talk to a lot of people and they they keep telling me that. They're like, I don't know, that Apocalypse one just looks kind of like, okay. And to me, I'm really excited about it, but X-Men is my favorite Marvel thing. So no matter what, I'm like, fuck, I'm I'm there. Maybe not nearly as excited as maybe like Batman v Superman sort of was. But I will say this, though. The X-Men has better trailers than Batman v Superman. I still, I mean, I know Apocalypse is in it and you know some things, but I don't know a lot in it, like what's going on. You know, I don't feel yeah, like it's I, totally, like, spoiled, like, sort of like some of the other ones. Or even Deadpool. Deadpool had kind of... It's that second trailer that kind of fucked over Deadpool, I think. Even though it's still a really good movie, the the downfall is they gave away everything in that second trailer, like, as far as story. Like, you saw the whole movie in there, and then you just get the extended cut. Now, it's a comedy, and it's got action in it, so that kind of makes up for it. And I still... I don't, the second viewing of that movie, I like it even more. But still, I almost feel like if you don't see that second trailer of Deadpool, I bet you it's a ten times better experience. I, uh, I I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I will say, though, I don't think it is me being like, I don't care about CX-Men. I, I mean, I want to see it. I'm just not dying to see it. I remember, being really, I remember there was a time where I was really excited to see whatever new X-Men movie comes out. Now X-Men, it's like, oh, I like them, but I don't really, I'm not dying to see them like I used to be. Maybe it's because we've got so much superhero shit now, and I don't know X-Men as well as I know, like, say, Batman or Superman or something like that, but, you know. And maybe it's just the thing, because as far as live action movies go, there's more X-Men movies than anything else. You know, I think this is like number nine or ten. So I think that at the same time, it's not really. It's like, yeah, I think a lot of people. It's like, yeah, I've seen X Men before, even though this has got kind of different stuff in it. You know, I mean, X Men's been going on live action wise, same series for fifteen years or sixteen years now. So I think that kind of burns people out. Where everything, you know, you could say the Avengers series since it's only been going on since about like two thousand seven or eight. It's still, you know, somewhat fresh in a sense. It's not nearly as old as the X Men. Well, I feel like that there's still so many um, <clears throat> major Marvel characters from the overall universe we have not seen yet. And uh, I feel like X-Men, I mean, this comes from someone who doesn't read X-Men, but I feel like we've seen every major X-Men character, whether they're portrayed the way you want them to or not. But I feel like we at least seen a little bit of everybody, you know? Really? A little bit of all the Because that's the thing, though, is like, there's, the thing makes there's X-Men thousands of them. Yeah, there's so many of them, and I mean, like, there's still a of them that we haven't really actually got to see. I mean, I think of things like Cable and Domino, and then some other characters, too, that you want to see more of, like Gambit, who's really only had this little cameo, and hopefully, you know, that Gambit movie actually comes out, because it kind of keeps getting delayed and put back, and that always is never a good sign sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, I know that, like, I know there's characters that we've, that have been there just for a minute, like, up until Deadpool, Colossus was there. There he is! He's a silver guy for a second, you know. I mean, Colossus probably had more scenes than a lot of other characters, though. I mean, he's in, like, half the movies almost. Yeah, but he would always just be walking by. It wasn't really until, like, I think uh, uh, Deadpool, till he really had a moment to shine, actually be a character. Because even the other ones, he hardly ever talked. He might have one line, and then he'd just be standing there, turn all silver, and then, like, throw a few punches, cut to somebody else. Where I know, I understand you got a movie with, like, 10 or 15 characters, so you got to, you know, spread yeah. I get that. But I will say they went to the guy to play. Uh, I think the guy who played uh, Colossus originally mm-hmm. totally fucked himself because they went to him at first. Like, now I want to go to you, but we want you to be CG the whole time. You cool with that? He says, no, man, I don't want to do that. I want to be CG the whole time. 
okay, I'll just get a CG version of you. That CG version of it is so much better than the guy that I've seen in those movies. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't like to put that guy down because, I mean, like, that guy still, the guy that does play Colossus is good, but the downfall is what they're missing, and just like other X-Men characters, was the accent. And I think that's what makes Colossus and Deadpool so cool. I mean, I was, once again, I like, I mean, Colossus actually has probably just as much scenes in those other X-Men movies as he does in Deadpool. You know? Does, I think he does a lot Cause, more. Yeah, because if you think about, like, X-Men 2, he's got quite a bit. Um, he's only in X-Men 2. He just, he, like, he walks out, turns silver, takes a few bullets, looks around, knocks some guys back, and then has some kid over his shoulder as he runs out the door. Yeah, he's got a couple other scenes in that movie, though, too. And then he's got a few scenes also in um, the last one that was out there. I mean, I guess not nearly as much as... Uh, I know, it's just as much scene time as, like, Storm and some of those other characters. I think Storm... Uh, well, I, all right. The, I mean, I think that people want to see more with Cyclops at this point. I think Storm got a lot, and Beast got a lot. Wolverine definitely got a lot. I think Cyclops still, even though he was the leader of the X-Men, even in... He kind of got kicked to, like, the back burner, like, pretty quickly. Because he was kind of a bitch in number one. He got smacked around and then, like, hypnotized in number two and didn't really snap out of it till the very end. Then number three, I'm like, okay, we're going to see Cyclops, like, kick some ass in this one. He says, oh, he just got zapped. He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be, he, where, when's he, oh, fuck. He actually is dead. Wow. You know? Even though that movie kind of ends with the fact that he could come back because if Professor Xavier comes back, that just assumes that Cyclops could come back. But and then they just dropped it, just being like, oh, we just. They just. Well, they. They, they, they did a time they, travel, they, so it kind of. They did a time travel thing. Yeah. In the, in the fourth. Well, I guess it's officially the fourth X Men movie or whatever. Yeah. When you think of it like that. But, um. But yeah, I don't that's. Know, Go ahead. As long as they just throw more accents in there, that's like the, that's like the main thing that like X Men has always been missing. Yeah, needs more of that diversity. Plus, I mean, one more thing. I noticed this one Wolverine is going to be in this one. I just wish they kind of like kept that as a surprise because the newest trailer. It's like we had some help. You just see a fist coming to the screen, just claws coming out. Like, oh, that's cool. But um, you could have saved that. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know he's been like all of them, but it's one of those things like that still would have been kind of a cool surprise. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's one of those ones, like, it doesn't, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's weird how trailers are nowadays. It's like, they, they throw that out there, because it does make that little sparkle, like, everybody's like, oh, fuck, Wolverine's gonna be in there, so I know they do, I know why they do it, but I just think it, it kind of takes away from the integrity of the movie experience, but. The, once again, the whole thing with Batman versus Superman, I mean, I, I understand there's some things, like, okay, we gotta sell the toys, we gotta let, we gotta introduce people to this, but I still think that, like, you could have probably maybe even sold, like, a toy of wonder woman or doomsday like on the you know because in like you know not show them in the trailer i think you still could have done that people would have speculated but i still think it would have had the oomph once you actually saw the movie because i remember before dark knight even came out there's speculation if deathstroke was gonna be in the movie because had a deathstroke toy yeah dark knight label so but yeah. Which I don't know. People, it's it's you don't even really gotta look too deep into it. It's not always even the trailers that, that spoil it. It's just you can just be clicking on like Facebook or whatever, on or like or BuzzFeed or something. Like I think I, I I think I after analyzing this two minute trailer for eight hours, I think I finally figured out the whole movie. Yeah, that well that's why I, I generally like when I know I'm gonna. It, it goes the same with like both video games and movies. Like. If I know I'm just going to get it or see it or whatnot, I actually don't even read anything on it. Like, I just kind of stop at, like, that point. You know, it's like I, if you get a gaming magazine. If it's got a preview on a game that you know you're already going to get, it's like, I don't even read it. Like, you, I don't want to read the fucking 15-page preview on it. I'm going to get the game anyways. 
generally I like to read that kind of stuff on a game that maybe I don't know about or a movie I don't know about and then go, oh, well, that actually does sound kind of interesting. But it's like, you know, when a Batman movie comes out, technically all I need to know is there's a Batman movie coming out. I don't need to know anything else more than that. I'll be there. Or if it's like, if it's, especially if it's a video game tr- uh, like re- review and they're saying, is I, br- is I briskly ran down the hallway where I came across an oh, ammo container. I hate those. Like that type of shit. I can't, I don't know what it is. That, that's like the most annoying thing in video game reviews is well like when people like they tell their like fucking 10 minute like experience like experience it's like that's fucking retarded just tell me like how good the game is you don't need to tell me like a fucking step-by-step walkthrough it game inform has always been bad about that but other magazines i could say have that problem too but that's always so annoying it's just like no who cares just get to the fucking like what's cool what's maybe not and so on just sell me on it sell me on it don't don't you know tell me about your experience Mm-hmm. Yeah, but speaking of a game, though, I actually kind of meant to talk about this before, but there was this game that came on PSN, and it just sounded so intriguing that I just had to get it. It was called like Party Hard, and in the description, it was all like, "It's three o'clock in the morning, and you're trying to get some sleep." This kind of ties in the beginning of our podcast, sort of. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> He's like, and the party next door is just going on loud and crazy and everything like that, and you can't get sleep, so you decide to you know, to go over there and just murder everybody. I'm like, oh, fuck. I was like, when I saw I'm like, like that concept alone is so ballsy, I will pay the $13 for this game because even <laughs> if the game's not that good, I will give somebody credit to make a game where you're a serial killer going on murdering sprees just because you can't get sleep. Like that. Imagine, right I imagine playing kind of like Hotline Miami. Imagine it, it, is li- it, lo- it literally looked like Hotline Miami. So much of the fact that I almost thought, I was like, I wonder if it's the same guys, but it wasn't. But, um, it, it's a pretty darn cool game. So what it is, it's like a top-down view one like Hotline Miami. And you have like, there's like 50 people in the room or something like that, give or take. And you got to pretty much kill them all. That's kind of how it is. And you got to be kind of stealthy about it. So you can like, you got like a knife. You're pretty much, you got a mask on almost like, like, like a Jason mask sort of, but it's a little bit different. So you can go in there and people are partying and whatnot. And there's all these kind of like, in each level, there's different like objects you can use to like kill people. Like there'll be one where there's like just a horse standing in there. So you can like scare the horse and he'll kick backwards and kill people. You can like push people off the top of buildings if they're on there. Sometimes there'll be like fans and things you can throw them in. You can like set traps like when there's like water spilled. You can put electricity down on it. (laughs) And then the other thing you can do too is just stab people. And then you can like hide their bodies in dumpsters or in wells or things like that. The thing is kind of interesting about it, though, is once you kill a body and leave it there, and if some of the other party people see it, they run and they call the cops, and then the cops will come in, and they'll kind of inspect the area. They'll check. They'll get rid of the bodies and everything like that. Sometimes ambulances will show up. And the interesting thing, too, is like you just got to make sure that you're not seen while it happens, or else they'll place blame on you, and the cop will try to go after you. And what you got to do is you either got to kind of run away, put on a disguise, or try to kind of like – you can kind of go through. They have almost like – I can clue how you have secret entrances – they have things like that. So as long as you can go through there, and then the cop will just be like, fuck it, and then like go back to his car. Like, <laughs> like I'm not, I don't get paid enough for this. And the weirdest thing, too, is like if you go through one of those like clue secret escape things, what happens is if they see you do that, then fucking Mario comes out and just starts like working on it and then breaks it for you. I kid you not, literally, Mario, Super Mario comes out and does it. <laughs> and they got other like little like cameo things. It's all like an 8-bit. There's like one level there's like, oh, there's like Hulk Hogan standing over there and everything like that. So this thing's a little comical about the whole thing. It's it's a little comical, but it is also kind of dark too at the same time. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's one of those kind of concepts where like <laughs> it is literally you literally it's like one of those kind of games. If this game came out, 
I, I even five years ago, I feel like this game might have had a hard time, but like ten years ago, if not more, like oh my god, would this game get so imagine, much flack? If this game came out in '95, like, yeah. and it looks like a game that could have came out in like on Super Nintendo. It would have just been the most controversial game possible, but nowadays it's just kind of like it's a whatever. Nobody cares. Yeah, I think that we're. I think I mean every once in a while they come back around to video games, but for the most part, most part they're kind of done blaming video games because they realize they're never gonna. I think they realize they're never gonna win that argument, even though if they do believe genuinely believe that, you know. Yeah, because I mean, like this game too. It's like you know you can do things like you can poison the food, you can take people that are like passed out and chuck them into like a pool and they'll drown. It's kind of like one of those ones like it's like fill your serial killer needs. It's called Party Hard. Yeah, it's called Party Hard. I kid I'm you not. Probably it's gonna worth, download it's that. Tonight. Thirteen bucks. It is so fucking worth it. I've and it's one of those kind of games where it's almost kind of like a I'm not gonna really say stealth, but it's kind of partially stealth, which I'm always kind of iffy about, but. This one works totally fine. I mean, the thing kind of sucks is I have gotten to the point where there's literally one guy left and you accidentally fucking get killed or, like, arrested right the last second. You're like, motherfucker, god shit, fucking cocksucking faggot. And you just get so fucking pissy. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say I've had a great time with it. Just, like, and it's just one of these neat ones. Like, I've been trying to talk to other people about it, too, and I I think it just kind of came up on there, and then nobody really saw it, and it kind of just faded away. Like a lot of PSN games, I think, You know this thing has co-op play? No, it doesn't. It's just a single-player game. They have a couple other moments, too, where you get some other characters. Like, there's a guy who's pretty much got, like, a chainsaw, and the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, fuck, there's another serial killer here at this party, too? And it was like, you gotta kind of, like, watch out for that. And I ended up killing him because I, like, threw down, like, an electrical socket or whatever, and he walked into it. It was like, oh, God, because he was just walking around, like, killing people. But it's kind of interesting, because other people can get arrested, too. Sometimes people will get drunk in fights, and they'll get arrested. So there's all these other things that throw you off. You're like, what the fuck? I didn't kill anybody. Why are the cops here? It's like, oh, something else is going on here at this party. Oh, and it's okay. different kind of each time, too, which is kind of neat. Now, if the cops are there, and they're investigating, is it one of those things that automatically attack you, or only if someone no. saw you do it? Only if somebody saw you murder somebody, then they place blame on you, and you get this little icon above your head. And you can, like, on some levels, you get the thing where you can change your clothes and they don't know. But if you kind of are, like, far enough away from them, the cop will just say, fuck it, and then leave. Somebody did. I'm I'm sure there's multiple ones of these. But someone did, like, if life was was actually, like, a video game. And you see, like, the people almost kind of walking, almost robotically. This one guy goes and grabs something off a guy's porch and runs and says, hey, you can't do that. He runs, and after he gets far enough away, he just stops and walks the other way casually. <laughs> it's like several things like that. Like a guy walks up, points a gun at a cop, like, hey, he just runs, like he shoots the gun. They just The guy just then turns around, walks into the bushes, just away. <laughs> yeah, he just keeps going. Well, that's sometimes how it's kind of funny in this one. There's just like funny things like that. Like, you, you, you like one time, like, there's a bunch of people standing in the street because it's like they just kind of randomly move different places. And the fucking cop came and just ran over everybody there. So it killed like 10 people. <laughs> and so then you can do interesting things too where like you can like dial the phone and different things will happen. But sometimes like a pizza boy will come by. So if there's people in the street, you can dial the phone and they'll come run them over. Well, that's actually pretty cool. But it, yeah, it's pretty creative. That's what I kind of like about it. Like the interesting things you can kind of do in there. And just the way the controls work and everything. It's, yeah, it's really neat. It reminds me a lot of Hotline Miami. The story is kind of like one of those ones. It feels almost like they got this sort of narration in there. It's kind of like that one where it's like, this must have been the two guys that made the game because it's just kind of like they probably never acted before. But, you know, it works enough for it. It's got mm-hmm. kind of corny theater style acting, but 
I'm not complaining oh, about there that. There actually either. is voice acting. I was kind of hoping for something like this. I kind of like it when it's almost just like text, you know, just or just like a little like, well, like almost like old Star Fox, like bit it, bit it, bit it, bit it, you know, just like the dialogue going down below. Well, what this one or well, Banjo Here's the thing: is like when you're playing the game, like it almost has like Sims-like sounds, like that's how the people sound, and then it has a little text that pops up. It'll just say like "fuck you" or "get out of here" or "let's dance" or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then like in between each level, they have this thing like it's pretty much. It's almost like interview of a vampire where there's some newspaper guy and he's interviewing this cop and the cops tell him about the story of following this serial killer that's going on these party killing sprees across the US. So that's sort of what it is. It doesn't really detract from like this like the game. So it's not you're trying to go to sl- so it's not like you're just trying to go to sleep. You you're trying to go to sleep one night and that just sets you and off. And then that, that sets you off into like a killing spree. And then there's like a point where like a girl starts copycatting you because she thinks it's cool. And it kind of goes into like these other little stories and stuff. So it, it, it's a neat little story. I'm not saying anything against it. You know, the, vo- the voice acting's a, a little bit kind of like the, you know, I, once again, I'm not complaining. If, bro, the fucking, I'd rather see the creators put, do it than hire somebody else out. Why not? Get a bigger <laughs> I, paycheck. I almost, Fuck it. <laughs> this almost sounds like something that like George Bush or Barbara Bush would come out at the beginning. Now, kids, we made this to show you how partying with illegal substances can have its drawbacks. Such as a serial killer coming and killing everybody in the house. Okay, kids, just be prepared for that. You know, that like scared straight type shit they'd always try to do. Did you ever see? Uh, actually, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But you know how like every once in a while they almost try to turn it around on you, like some kind of Reaper Madness shit. Oh, yeah. This one almost could look like one of those ones because, in a sense, it is that sort of thing. Like you're killing just people that are like partying. Like it's like you go to like a college party, you go to like a fancy rooftop party you go to like some barbecue steak party which none of these guys cool is like when there's like a barbecue or a bonfire you can like push people into it and they fucking light up on fire <laughs> so, this, so it's not just like oh this has two or three floors there actually is different environments for it well yeah there's like different levels pretty much what it is it's like each level is a different type of party so this is a pool party this is a, yeah, yeah okay so each one's like a different type of party or so. And there's like 20 levels or something like that. I think. And do you have me. to kill everybody or you just have to kill enough people? To no, make- you have to kill everybody. It's like if there's 50 people, you got to kill 50 people. Every once in a while, there'll be like weird things where like, you know, like a car will pull up and then more people come out of it or something like that. Or in some levels, they have like random things where like a fucking all of a sudden there's like a zombie that walks in from like the outside. And it's kind of neat because you just so don't really know. other horror elements. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like it will start infecting like the people at the party. So if you want, what you can do is you can kind of stand back and let everybody sort of get infected and then just go up there and stab all the fucking zombies. You got to watch out the zombies don't kill you, but it makes it easier because then nobody's fucking calling the cops. Sort of. It's not, it's not, does it have some one hit kill shit in it? Yeah, that's the only downfall though. It's like, oh, just, it, it, it isn't like, it, it's one of those ones like when you get busted, you just get busted. You can't fight the cops. Now what you can do is you can still kill the cops. Like you can have like say like the cop was walking up to you. You could like say if there's the horse there, you could spook the horse and you'd kick the cop and it would kill him. If you kill the cops like twice, then FBI agents come in there and they start like they hang out in there and they just kind of keep looking around investigating. Or you kill a cop and you're like, no, oh, never mind. You kill my partner. Just time to go back to the car. <laughs> yeah. So like you could do things like that. Um, but yeah, the thing is, it's like sometimes there'll be like bouncers at parties and they'll fucking like beat you up and like bust you really quickly, which is always kind of annoying. And then also when people get kind of scared, they can either kind of be frightened to run away. But sometimes people that are scared will fucking come up and try to fight you and kill you. Hmm. So it's got it's got all these elements going on. But yeah, every once in a while you get kind of fucked like that. You're like, God fucking damn it. Because you sure. only have literally one, in a sense, life. 
I'm pretty curious on this. I'm going to look up some footage of it, and then I might just go play it tonight. And try I would and just say it is so worth like thirty for thirteen bucks, which is pretty much this day and age is practically like pocket money. You could just throw it out in the street mm-hmm. and won't even make a difference. This game is totally worth it because, as, as I said, like when I read the paragraph on it, when I saw it come up on there, I was like, I'm fucking sold. Even if the game sucks, <laughs> I, I will give somebody thirteen bucks just for the idea of making something like a title like this. <laughs> Hopefully, I just just make sure it's not another Kung Fury game. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That, that perfect. Example. I only paid two dollars for that game, but that game was fucking retarded. Yeah, which sucks because the movie was so good. Yeah, exactly. Well, I just thought was I looked at the video or I looked at the screenshots. I'm like, oh, it looks like Streets of Rage was on. This will be badass. And then you play the game, and all it is is literally like you press either the joystick left or right, and he just punches and fights in that direction. I was like, that is fucking retarded. Yeah, that should not that should not even be two dollars. That was literally like two dollars is nothing, but I felt like. I, I want my $2 back. Like, that's how bad of the experience I never even said that out loud before. Give me my $2 back. <laughs> Give me my fucking $2. $2! $2! Oh, shit, we gotta yeah. do a better off dead, like, retrospect at some point. <laughs> Boy, that's a game, or that's a movie I haven't seen in a while, but that's such a good movie. Uh, speaking of video games, uh, not exactly, I mean, video game related shit, have you seen the Assassin's Creed trailer? No, I, th- I saw that they had screenshots out for it. I didn't know that the official trailer came out yet. There's an official trailer for it. Um, it's, uh, I mean, I see a lot of people are pretty heated about it. And I see a lot of other people are just kind of like, let's give it a chance. I was never really that big of an Assassin's Creed fan. So, and not that I disliked it, I just never really got into it. Um, I It looks kind of... Um, it looks kind of like Prince of Persia-ish in the aspect. I was just about to ask that because, like, that's kind of the closest. Because pretty much Assassin's Creed is really just kind of Prince of Persia mixed with Grand Theft Auto when you break it down. Well, this one is taking place during the uh, um, the uh, Inquisition. So, so it's based off the first one. Or no, wait, the Inquisition. The second one isn't with Ezio, I believe, or something. Or? No, that one's in Italy. The Spanish Inquisition? Uh, there's, there's, there's none of them based on the Spanish Inquisition that I none know. There might on... be, actually. Well, there's 20 of them, so there could be one. But I didn't think there was one based on Spanish Inquisition. Oh, I thought the second one was... The second no, that's was... in Italy. Oh, that's in Italy? Okay. The 60... That, one's, that one's the Renaissance. This one, maybe what it's doing... If they're doing this, that's kind of interesting. But if they're like doing, like, okay, this is just another guy in the same universe, that would be cool. But yeah. if they're doing, but it looks like what they're doing is because the guy's on death row, and then he's going to like this prison. This is like, oh, this isn't a prison. This is actually a facility, and they got like this big kind of like robotic matrix arm that comes down. Looks like it kind of attaches to his spine or something, and he's kind of like move. He actually moves physically, moves, and still kind of gets like memories back that way. So um, they're trying. I guess they're trying to do something to make it visually interesting instead of just laying back and having a little like VR thing come over his face. But um, they were playing Kanye West during the trailer. They were. It was a lot of just kind of like Spanish, like slow motion fighting that looked co- kind of cool, but it almost looked like. I'm hoping what they do because one thing I'm not like even wasn't even like a diehard like Prince of Persia fan, but the thing is like you know it's there. You got this whole thing right here you can just make a movie off that but they kind of changed the names like well it's more inspired by that where i heard what they're doing with this is they're making it more inspired by than actually the story so i i don't know i i think it's a different character a different guy now if it's in the same universe and it fits in the continuity that might be cool but if they're 
doing their own separate thing altogether. I think that's kind of fucking stupid. But I mean, that's coming well, from I, someone I mean, who doesn't. Say, I mean, I will say for the fact that there's like over twenty print or twenty Assassin's Creed games and probably like fifteen different characters. It's not like it's one of those series like oh, we're doing the Halo movie and Master Chief's not in it. Or we're doing the Super Mario Brothers movie, but we don't cut the Mario Brothers in it. It's not like one of those ones where it's like, well, what the fuck are you doing? Well, is it like, always the same guy who's going back in time or whatever? Oh, yeah, but I'm trying to think of the people that he goes back in time is always different, though. Okay. And here's the thing. In Assassin's Creed, the, the only stuff that I always thought was fucking retarded was the future shit. I thought that... I know why they put it in there. They did, like, one of those dumb things, like, well... How are we supposed to explain GPS in the 1600s? That's fucking. You just go, you don't. It's a fucking video game. In Red Dead Redemption, do they have to explain why you have GPS? No. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It's not like, I've got to go back in time and see what my father was like in the 1800s or in the early 1900s. And he gets into like a VR chair or his grandfather <laughs> or whatnot. It, you know, that, it, to me, that I always thought that that was the only thing in, in Assassin's Creed I thought that was fucking retarded was the future story. And I liked how, like, because I, I really kind of stopped by the third one. It just, like, it became too hectic by that. I'm not saying anything against the games. I've always kind of wanted to jump back into them, but now you just look at it, it just seems such, like, an overwhelming series. And I know that you don't really need to, like, you can pick up, like, Assassin's Creed, whatever the latest one is right now on PS4, and not even have a problem. Like, it's not like you're going to be confused. It's not like you'll be like, um, am I supposed to be all caught up on this story? Am, am, I, am I missing something? It's like, no, you'll be totally fine. But it is still one of those ones, like, I got kind of, overblown because i really loved two i love the sequels to two and you know even three was cool but i just it was by that point i was just felt like they just kind of kept coming out coming out coming out coming out and i just got kind of overwhelmed and it almost even pushed me away from the series by having too many of them yeah but i'm still really interested in the movie even though this trailer sounds weird with the kanye west and like they could have just minus that future shit i know there's probably like a handful of fans out there like i love the future shit it's my favorite part of the game i wish that you played that the whole time I want to be a guy in a backpack. It's like, oh, yeah, you want to be a fucking guy in a backpack. <laughs> fucking you and your fucking volleyball backpack. playing motherfucker with a backpack on. <laughs> but, <laughs> but still, it's like, fuck the future. Let's just, it's like the whole point of Made Assassin's Creed Cool is like, we got tons of future games. I've never really played a game where you're in the 1600s, especially if this type of scope and all kinds of stuff. That's what, that's why I'm here, you know? I think, uh, well, let me get clarified some of the Kanye West song. It's one of those things where I'm not even a big Kanye fan. It's more like they took, there's like one or two parts. You actually hear a little bit of lyrics in the song, but the beat actually fits the scene pretty well. It's just kind of like one or two, like, yeah, you know, during seeing him, like, you know, like a few like rap lyrics as, as he's fighting guys in the Spanish Inquisition. You know what I mean? Like that right there is where it's a little bit kind of like, okay, that don't match so well, but whatever. Um, but the beat actually fits pretty good for the trailer. Uh, it's just more than anything. I don't know. I, for me, I mean, I'll probably end up seeing it. I'm not dying to see it. I feel like I'm just kind of losing. Like, there's a time like, oh, there's a video game movie coming out. Or there's a new X-Men movie coming out. I'm there. Now I'm just like, I'm just losing my whimsy, I guess. I don't know. But um, And now you're like, can we get a movie that has a bunch of guys in business suits? talking about how to sell like, movies to kids yeah like you know I, like very little movement i want them to be like sitting mostly maybe they can be in a boardroom maybe there could be an action scene but what it really is is it's just a guy trying to wave down a taxi cab like oh, i need something that's a little bit more relaxed <laughs> i surprisingly i mean relating back to michael fassbender it's i i surprisingly really liked that stuff going like months back i really like that steve jobs movie that was just about 
people talking about computer specs and the interpersonal relations that about people who I really don't give a fuck about and about a company I don't really care for that much. But Danny Boyle's a good director, <laughs> and it was actually a pretty good movie, and I was kind of surprised. Like, oh, wow, this movie about this guy I really don't like turned out being pretty good. Huh. Well, I think you need those balances. It's like you can't like enjoy your, your full-on action-action movies without having your movies that are just talking heads, in a sense. That being said, though, my favorite movie from last year still is mad max fury road so oh, yeah you can't it's not like that, that action part out. of me's died i just feel like maybe i'm getting a little burnt out on so many action movies or so many adaptations i don't know i mean i'll, I'll always be there for the next batman movie or marvel movie but i don't know i think some of the stuff like even the ninja turtles movie like i want to see it i want to see it but i'm not i'm not dying to see it like i would have probably a few years ago Huh, yeah, that Ninja Turtles movie, that's actually one of the main ones I'm really looking forward to. I have a lot of movies coming out this year. The only one that really makes me want to see it, though, is it has Bebop and Rocksteady and... Uh, Krang, Krang and Dr. Stockman. And... Well, I think... Dr. Honestly, I think it's just cool just to have all these characters that, like, they've, in a sense, never been... They've, for some reason, never thrown into them. Just like, here we go. Here it is. I mean, it seems like some people go, like, oh, they're just throwing them all in right now in one movie. It's like, that's... That's all I've been asking for for the last, like, five Ninja Turtles movies, so that's totally fine of me. I bet the Fly Guy is probably going to be, like, a post credit sequence or something at the very end, possibly. Yeah, I, I bet you, yeah, Stockman will eventually, he'll just probably, like, that'll be kind of something to turn into later. But that's fine, because there's so many other characters in there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't I wonder if that's going to cause controversy, since it's uh, that guy that so many people hate, uh, Medea guy. Oh, Tyler Perry? Yeah, a lot of people don't like Tyler Perry. So. I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I've never really watched a Tyler Perry, Perry movie, but the snippets I've seen of them, I never saw, like, I, I kind of watched them and go, I don't know why people hate this. I mean... You, it's not for me, but I don't really... It, have yeah, a- as I say, it's not really, like, you know, my favorite thing, but I don't, I don't see it as it's, like, it's not funny or it's stupid or it's, like, why is this even on screen? I just look and go, that's just somebody else's work. I mean, I can, I can see totally how somebody could really like it, you know I what actually, I mean? It's not... He was actually really good in Gone Girl. That Ben Affleck. Did he murder his yeah. wife? Did he not murder his wife? He was really good in that. So that's something I can give him credit for. Yeah, so I was like, I I, I don't know what. I mean, like, what's going on? I don't know why anybody has to against him. I've never really watched any of his movies, <laughs> yeah. so I can't really tell you. But maybe if, maybe if, like, we had to watch a bunch of movies with him in a fat suit and drag, maybe that's where we'd be like, nah, not for me. But, you know. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe it gets old, but I don't know. I'm not uh, nutty, I, remember like, I remember liking Nutty Professor 1, and then seeing number 2, being like a fat 13-year-old kid, and being kind of like, no, I'm just not feeling it. This movie's made for me, but I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not feeling it. I remember liking the first one, but this new one is just like, no, The Clumps wasn't such a good movie. I think is it, this, the downfall of that second one, now I haven't seen it since it probably came out, but... The first one was totally made for our generation. Do you know what I mean? I'm a pony. I'm a pony. <laughs> but that second one was kind of like, I think it was just a little too over the top, like to the point where it's just like, oh, okay. Like we've taken the jokes that were funny in the first one and then like cranked them up to 11. And sometimes there's a point where it's like, I don't know. Maybe I got to watch it again. I haven't seen it in fucking 15 years. Who knows? <laughs> I just remember like it was one of those moments where because once in a while we wouldn't get movies on my mind. We wouldn't really rent movies on pay-per-view a whole lot, but I really liked the first one. So we were asking my dad and I hardly remember the first one by this point, but I'm really asking my dad, can we get Nutty Professor 2? Can we get Nutty Professor 2? And just like, all right, all right. So he sat there watching me do this like, 
what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> he literally <laughs> turned and looked at me and asked me that. Well, there's always just those many a things. Like that like cat a ch- dog moment. Is that a yeah, fucking this- cat connected to a dog? Yeah, Dad. <laughs> yes, it is. Stares at the TV. Fuck. Fuck. Gets up. Aaron Walker gets a corner. beer. Yeah, gets yeah, a yeah. whole case of beer. Doesn't come back from the garage for ten more I hours. Just literally, hear the door open up. Hear a beer crack and open the garage door, and the stereo click on. <laughs> yes, starts to play. He's got to fade this out now. <laughs> no, there's just those kind of movies that, like, like to a kid, the idea of the Nutty Professor Two sounds like the greatest idea ever. To an adult, I think they already see that that's not going to work. Mom, you don't get it. Last movie, he had a split personality. This movie, they're in the same room at the same time. You know, they're like, "Yes, we have seen Coming to America." (laughs) (laughs) Been done before. Here, watch this. It's an even better movie. Which it's Coming to America is a fantastic film. And trading places. Yeah, trading places and all that good stuff. Even they were they're like they're doing like the Eddie, early Eddie Murphy comedies. They're even doing that sit, shared universe shit. There's a part in Coming to America where he gives the money to the two evil billionaires from Trading Places. Like we're back in business. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And like when they're out there on the street like hobos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good times. Well, you know, overall, I think for that going back to that Assassin's Creed movie. I hope there's what they... Because that's one of those movies that, like... I will say that probably seems like a simple one. Like, as long as you just get the tone and feel of Assassin's Creed, I don't think it makes a difference who the character is or whatever story you choose, whatever era. Because since all those games are, in a sense, their own separate kind of, like, time periods, I think that if you just go, okay, we're doing Spanish Inquisition, you know, let's just have a guy who's an assassin who wears a hood... And then throw in some cool parkour and assassinations in there. And I think you should have a movie. As long as you just keep those elements in there. It's kind of like, here's an example. Prince of Persia, since that's the most similar thing to Assassin's Creed. What made that movie kind of like miss what they had is they didn't, they, they didn't do the Prince of Persia stuff. The whole point of Prince of Persia is that's one of the few games out there that you pretty much spend 90% of the game not actually doing any violent acts whatsoever... The whole point of the game is they'd be exploring and, you know, jumping through puzzles and climbing buildings and solving mysteries and all kinds of stuff like that. And they had, like, literally only ten minutes of that in the entire movie. Yeah. Plus, well, my thing is, like, they, they crowded that movie with a bunch of characters who weren't in the game. And you have the guy named The Prince. But then I want to say they literally, maybe I'm wrong here. I want to say they changed the names of every character in the movie. It's like, well, that is supposed to be the evil bad guy from the game. He's bald like him, and he's kind of a wizard. There's this guy, like, they added a lot of stuff to it, you know? Yeah, and I mean... And plus, on top of that, just like, let's get the whitest dude possible to be the prince of yeah, Persia. Yeah, to be the most Middle Eastern-like guy known to mankind, but... You know, it's get just one... Get the cowboy and give him a spray tan. Yeah, exactly, and... Strange enough, though, actually, like, you look at him, you go, well, fuck, if he was cosplaying as him, that would be, like, give him fucking props <laughs> for that costume, dude, dude, he, because I will say, I mean, like, he, Jake Gyllenhaal does fucking, for as much as he can, he does actually dive into that, and, like, more surprising than you'd think, but it is still, I'm surprised that does not come across as racist, that seems to me, like, that is, that is the same, that is equivalent of fucking Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder, I don't see a difference between that, that is, like, the exact same thing right there. Well, like, the thing about and Tropic for some Thunder reason, I don't remember like, hearing any flack about that. Tr- the thing about Tropic Thunder, it was very, it was like acknowledging how ridiculous that stuff is. Well, I it mean, was, it, it was, but that's still a thing. Same thing that was like they're acknowledging how ridiculous that is. It is no more ridiculous than 
fucking Prince of Persia when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole thing is because it was a white guy playing a black guy in like a movie, so it was doing the whole meta, you know, thing. But this one is totally. It's almost like when they try to like, when they do this kind of thing, and like and they're like, we didn't even notice, you know, and all the actual Persian people are just the people in the background getting shot in the ass yeah. with bows and arrows. But it is just one of those ones that that to me is just like you know. I mean, I mean he is he's a good actor, but no, at no point did I really think he was Persian. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean, though. It's just, that just, to me, it's like, and I don't remember hearing any, maybe there was some kind of flack somewhere about it, but, you know, in Persia, somebody was like, hey, that's fucking racist, or that, or they didn't care, obviously, enough. But, like, oh, I just think of, like, okay, if you took it, if you took, if you made a Grand Theft Auto San Andreas game, is that my only, God, fuck, I feel bad, like, I feels like, what's my reference to a game that stars a black guy? Oh, San Andreas! <laughs> Uh, multiplayer on Gears of War, if you play as... Well, I mean, like, there, there, there's a lot of games where the second player is black, but I'm trying to think of one where the star is San, black. All right, San Andreas. There, there is so let's just say San Andreas. Much- That's like taking literally San Andreas, and you're like, well, who are we going to get to play Carl? We're getting Jake Gyllenhaal with a spray-on tan, and that <laughs> would not fly. I know for a fact that would not fly. It's like, wait, Jake Gyllenhaal? It's like, yeah, he... He's a gangster down in, you know, fucking, you know, South Central L.A. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, I guess they got to find some way to make it as controversial as the game. So Grove Street living. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm like, ah, oh, what's the point of a gear of a? Every once in a while, you hear somebody say they want to do they want to do a Grand Theft Auto movie. It's like, what would be the fucking point? You know, it's like, don't you know that the whole thing of Grand Theft Auto is they just took from. Goodfellas and Godfather and Scarface and every other fucking mafia movie known to mankind to make their story. Like, that's the only thing is I say, I think sometimes people, like, when they're making the video game movies, they just see it as like, well, this game sold a bunch. It's like, yeah, but a lot of video games, they're more like adaptations of sort of movies without using the movie's like likeness in a sense. You know, they change enough about them. It's kind of like, you know, you take something like Golden Axe on Sage Justice. That's pretty much the Conan game. That is the closest thing we have to the Conan game. I mean, it's literally got all the characters from Conan. The scenery looks about the same. I mean, it's not that far up. Yeah, they add their own elements to it to make it unique, but that's pretty much what it is. You know, when you're playing Grand Theft Auto 3, like, as a kid playing that game, it's like, dude, this is the closest thing we got to having a Godfather game, a Scarface game. Now, lo and behold, those came later on in life. But at the time, you know, that was using all kinds of elements. We'd be like, oh, fuck, that scene's from Goodfellas. Or, oh, dude, that's from Taxi Driver. Or this is from that. You know, it all kind of came together like that. So the idea to take that is like, well, you're taking, you're going to make a movie out of something that was based off a bunch of movies in a sense. I mean, for like, good. Oh, you can continue on from there. For like a minute, they were talking about doing a Red Dead Redemption movie. And I got very split. Uh, I got, I had very mixed feelings about that. Because I was like, well, it already is a perfect enough game and it's very self-contained, so I don't really know what you can do different, because it's already very theatrical. At the same time, though, I was like, they were talking about it starring Brad Pitt, and it's another Western movie. <laughs> so I was being very kind of biased. Like, well, we do get another Western movie if it does happen, but I, it, in all honesty, though, it didn't need to happen, and it didn't happen. So. Well, that's a perfect example of another game, too, where it's like, well, what's that game do? It just borrows from a ton of different Western movies and combines them all together. Now, I would say that, like, that story is unique enough. And I'll say the Grand Theft Auto games that have come out by this point are much more unique in their own way that, you know, you could kind of make a movie off of it. And it's not like you feel like you're just watching, like, a combo of all your favorite movies. 
but it like, still is kind of weird. It's like you almost want to pick like a video game that has like a very original story, you know. Grand Theft Auto Five definitely stood out among other ones. I think. Have you played that one yet? No, I haven't yet. It just I think it's well. I look at those kind of games just like Assassin's Creed nowadays. Like I have like practically no time. Like Party Hard is the perfect example of a game I can play because it's like once once it's like that old fashioned Super Nintendo style of gameplay works for me because that's like I have enough time maybe for something like that. But when it gets to, like, those games that are, like, epic story kind of games, like, it's sort of like, that's why I don't think i played Assassin's Creed in a long time. It's just, if a game breaches over maybe, like, 10 plus hours, it's like, that's asking a lot of my time. And I don't mean to be like that, but that's sort of how I feel. Like, something like Uncharted, like, that's perfect, because that game will probably be eight hours long. The, the, the perfect amount of time that you can kind of do by playing about one or two hours a night and finish it in less than a week. That's perfect. But when I look at games like Grand Theft Auto, I think that's the main reason I have not played it. It's like, I know I'll have a good time with it, but I just, I can see myself just getting just too overwhelmed with it and just not having that 50 hours I need to put into it. That's the reason I haven't rebought it yet. My Xbox died. So, well, that gives me reason to get the up-res version for PlayStation 4. And I'm like, mm, I got some shit I gotta get done. I don't mean that shit kind of same way. It's just like, uh, I don't have, like you, I don't have time to do it. Yeah, it just was once, like, I think when you just work, like, when you're pretty much working about 14 hours every single day, it's like trying to find that extra hour or so is like, yeah, it's like, just, just not enough time. That's why something like Star Fox Zero, I think, worked out well, too, because it was like, fuck, it's like, you can beat it in a couple hours, and then you can play it over again. It makes it easy. Well, I think we should probably just wrap it up here, because it's still kind of getting staticky and whatnot, and who knows how much of that we even got, but... Go check out oldmanorange.com for more podcast cartoons, music, and more. You can support the podcast on Patreon. You can support us with Amazon. I'll put some links in there for something like Young Guns 1 and 2. If you want to buy those movies, you can help support the podcast. doesn't cost you any extra. And then join in on the fun next week. But if you don't want to spend any money but support the podcast, we'll go to iTunes and leave us a review on there. Rate us. All that good, fun stuff. Um, Till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. We will see you some other time. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. If you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. It won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks again, and tune in next week for more Old Man Orange Podcast.